You're live in three, two, one. Well, welcome to our podcast, The Practical Rambling Fathers. My name is Father Tate and Father Brian. So, thank you so much for tuning tuning into us. <clears throat> From last week, we talked. We started the Nicene Constantinopolitan uh, Creed. And so last week we talked about how the beginning sentence, right? I believe one God, the Father, Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. Talking about the oneness of God. And so for this podcast, we're beginning with the second part of the sentences. And so the the part that we're focusing on today reads, I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all the ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, be God not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him and all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate the Virgin Mary and became man. So we're gonna talk about all of that and how we practically apply it to our lives. That's what this attempt is going to be. Sure. <clears throat> so let's begin with the sentence. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ. Where have we just heard of that statement? From the beginning, right? I believe in one God, the Father Mighty. Right now we're talking about the oneness of God. And so right now we're talking about Jesus, how he is one with with this Heavenly Father. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ. It shows this unity of one substance in nature, a fancy word saying, yes, even though there's three distinct persons within the Trinity, they're still united. But then this one Lord, uh, I thought it as, you know, if you just think of one Lord without adding Jesus Christ to his name, you have one Lord, right? So you have one king of your life, and he's the one that's going to rule. And so anything else that's in my life that I worship or I adore is no longer the thing I worship or I adore because it's one Lord, Jesus Christ. We as humans are only able to work well under one authority. We're only good at responding to one Lord. So this Lord is Jesus Christ. His name is Jesus Christ. And he is the anointed. He is the healer. And Jesus, of course, the chosen, the anointed, the healer, the redeemer. God is with us, uh, and the good news that that brings, um, that Jesus has come to conquer uh, all other kings or lords uh, in our lives that are not of that are not Him. Just picking back what Father Brian said so beautifully is that, you know, if you look at Jesus's life, he often says, you know, if you believe in me, then you believe the one who sent me. He was always about obeying the will of the Father. So even. Jesus' own life was an example of how he made God the Father his sole objective, his sole mission here on earth. So that's beautiful. The next part, the only begotten Son of God. <clears throat> what does that mean, right? So that, so right there, it talks about um, the incarnation and talks about the divinity of Jesus. You know, that he wasn't just made like God made uh, Adam and Eve through the mud and the earth. No, no, no. He was begotten by God. If you looked at it, all of the scripture passages talking about how Jesus was born, they often all, often quote saying, he was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. So this already shows that God 
You loved his son and sent his son into the world through his power. Anything else, Father Brian, you'd like to add? Or? The only begotten Son of God. So I just want to read from Galatians 4. Galatians 4, uh, 4 through 7. This is St. Paul, God's free children in Christ. I mean that as long as there are heirs of not this age, he is no different from a slave, although he is an owner of everything. But he is under the supervision and guardians and administrators until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we're not of age, were enslaved to the elemental powers of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of the woman, before, born under the law, to ransom those under the law so that we might receive adoption. As proof you are children of God, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba. So you are no longer slaves, but a child. And if a child, then also heirs through God. That's powerful. Right, so the sense that Jesus is the only begotten son of God, but God sent him in the fullness of time, Jesus in the fullness of time, the word made flesh in the fullness of time. And I forget what book it is, but there's an awesome book out there that basically Christianity is one of the four key um, things that had to happen in history in order for the world to exist as it does currently. Because Jesus, because Paul and Peter took it to Rome and evangelization happened and Constantine became, and Constantinople became a legal religion, after that, um, we're no longer persecuted in the same way. We still are, obviously. But we, in the Middle Ages, could come up with uh, hospitals. Yeah. Christi- Christi- Catholics came up with hospitals, uh, religious orders, schools, education, mm-hmm. universities. All of those were started by um, taking care of the sick and the poor uh, and the marginalized and uh, educating. And there's a whole bunch of saints throughout the centuries that... That's what their main mission was, was to take care of um, God's chosen ones, God's uh, little ones. And so that's been a huge thing, and that's why we have the education system, kind of, in some sense, the education that we did have, um, is because in the fullness of time, God sent his son, and apparently that was zero AD. I mean, that was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of awesome. Yeah. The other thing to pick it back, what Father Brian talked about was really cool, was from Ephesians, right? It talks about because God has sent his son in, 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 into our world, he loves Jesus. And if Jesus has already incorporated us into his own very life with the Father, then that means we too are beloved children of God. Um, and so just like I said in the beginning, if God is our good, is our good Heavenly Father, and Jesus is the one who says this, but yet we are also children of God. What does that mean, right? How do we live every day knowing that I am a beloved child of God? Right. That I'm loved in and through Jesus uh, through my baptism. So, All right, moving on. Born of the Father before all ages. The word that uh, created all that is especially in Genesis we hear the word was spoken Mm -hmm. and the breath of God so what that looks like is that 
that's Trinitarian speak. So there's somebody speaking, which is the Father. There's what's spoken, which is the Word. And then the breath itself is the Holy the Spirit. Spirit. Yep. And so be born of the Father before all ages. So the Word, mm-hmm. the Word mm-hmm. was what became flesh. And so the Word has been for all ages. This begotten Son of God has been before and everything is created in in him and through him. The beginning of John's prologue, I'm going to look up here. Father Ted, you want to? Sure. That's a very big statement, and that's why it's such a mystery. So before the whole be- the world began, there was just God the Father. But it wasn't just God the Father, remember? Within our faith, God has this title called the, the Triune God. There's God the Father, there's God the Son, which is Jesus Christ, and then there's the Holy Spirit. So before all things existed, they were all present. It's just that the Word did not take on a human form that we know it now. Yeah. One of the, uh, backtracking to a previous podcast, uh, when we said Francis de Sales, his um, introduction to the devout life, he actually has a sweet meditation of uh, trying to imagine nothingness and then God creating it out of it and then creating us inside of it. And so, yeah, it's really powerful. But I always, so that... If you want to go look up uh, Intro to the Devout Life by Francis de Sales, that will give you some good holy hours to continue to do. Amen. But the beginning of John's Gospel, of course, we just got done with the Christmas narratives. Um, but the beginning of John's Gospel starts off a little bit different, which is, I absolutely love it. But So the beginning of John's Gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him. And without him, nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life. And this was the life of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He testified for for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him. But the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave the power to become children of God to those who believe in his name who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by man's decision, but of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. One of my favorite lines out of there is, um, nothing came to be without, nothing came to be without this uh, before all ages, nothing came in existence without Jesus or without the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And the cool part, adding to that, is right, God the Father willed it. So whenever life gets rough, remember that God willed you to exist. In he made you, He wanted you, and He loved you. And He jump started all this by creating creation, and then also by creating Jesus Himself too. Having Jesus come into the world, um, being born of Mary, in order to bring us closer to Him. Right. So the next part is 
We continue on. It's God from God, light from light, true God from true God. You probably noticed the play on of a lot of words, right? God from God, light from light, true God from true God. What does that mean? That means the per- perfection of God being the triune God. There's no difference between them. Right. And so there's no, there's a difference of relationship, but there's not a difference of, of nature, of being love. And so light from light, What my favorite one is light from light. Um, I think it really, we can grab it because just as you light one candle to another candle, neither candle loses its glory. Not, not, neither candle loses its uh, ability to be on fire and illuminate, but both are equal in glory. Both are equal in what they're doing. And that's, um, so nothing's lost in the giving away of a flame. And so the father gives away himself totally to the son and the son entirely lights up from it and gives that back to the father. And so neither have lost anything by giving away everything, which is in some sense, the, the paradox of some of our, our faith of the unseen of like, as I give you more love, as I give you, as I give away my faith, as I tell people about my faith, as I give away my hope, as I do all these things, as I give away my prayer, as I tell people I'm praying for them, as I intercede for people, as I be more and more emboldened to do those things, I don't decrease in it. I actually increase um, in in those uh, areas in my life because. Uh, nothing is spent by me giving it. It actually is enabling me to be able to give more um, and to be more more sure and more confident. That's beautiful. That takes us to the next couple lines of what you just spoke about. Be God not made, constant to the Father. Through him all things are made. Once more, God's continual act of giving of himself and, and, and creating this beautiful world. Out of that love comes his son, Jesus. So the more he creates, the more that he loves both of them, God the Father and God the Son. Their nature is not diminished at all. It continues to evolve. It continues to come into being. That's the hardest part for us. Is like, how can this be? I don't know if they come into being, but that's okay. Yeah, no, no, sorry. Let me retract. They don't. God and Jesus had already existed, and so this this is where our human minds kind of stops because it doesn't. It's hard to understand how could someone who who from the beginning of times has existed will exist, continue to exist, can give themselves so much and yet still remain unchanged? Because we think when we love, we are changing. So how can someone keep loving and not changing? That's the beauty of God because he's the fullness of everything. So that takes us all the way down to for us men and for us... Wait, wait, wait. One more thing. Sure. Consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. Uh, Lastly, what that means um, is that he's God. Mm -hmm. He is with of the same substance. And people died in heretics and everything in the early church over this phrase because if consubstantial thinks, yeah. with and same the substance which means this word that became flesh is God mm-hmm. uh, and so we have a divinity that has become flesh and then we get into his fullness of humanity which is the next part but basically what that means is the infinite debt that we have towards God our creator mm-hmm. in our sin He's become one of us in all things but sin to take on sin in order for us to be with him. But what that means is God is that Jesus is God. 
essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really important because yes. if that didn't happen or if that's not the case, we wouldn't be saved. We're not saved. Yep. We have no ability whatsoever. Yep. He would just be another human any. prophet. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus would have been another human prophet that came. Yeah, it wouldn't even it wouldn't even been that. It would just have been whatever. Another it was just another show. person, you yeah. know, that wouldn't be able to save us. So So that's really key important. Jesus is divine. He came he comes from God but he's into his both Natures, human and divine. So All we're right. not denying going to the next one. So the next part for us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. Once again, we're talking about divinity of origin. He was conceived and by the Holy Spirit, was incarnate the Virgin Mary and became man. I don't know about you, but I want you guys to just stop and think about this. God could have chosen many forms to come to us. But why was it, right? That's kind of my holiday for Christmas. Why did God choose to come into this world with the arrival of Jesus being born into our form as a human being? Born under the Virgin Mary, becoming man. And this is basically Jesus' mission statement, right? For us men, for humanity, for our salvation, not for his, for ours. Mm-hmm. So for us men, for us men, humanity, and for our salvation, he gained. So what that is, is that's like the purpose, the intention of why God became man. is to, to save us and um, to do that in everything that he did. And he came down from heaven, which is the ultimate... The first time in all history of all religions. That God becomes man. Mm-hmm. But he also, he is, I don't think we can even compute how uh, humiliating that is, mm-hmm. how humbling that is. Yep. Um, it would be worse than us becoming an ant, because at least an ant is a creation. Mm-hmm. We're creator there, we're created. We're the created, and we're becoming another created. Um, that would be pretty low of us. God came into creation. When he exists outside of. So we had a the creator, the one that everything was created through, the son, the word, becoming flesh. And so just the, the, the all-out humility um, on, God's, on God's part to come down from heaven. All because of? Love of us. You. Love of us. Love of us. Love of us. And how did that happen? By the Holy Spirit. Um, was incarnate. Holy Spirit, meaning he's divine. Mm-hmm. And then uh, incarnate of the Virgin Mary. And became man. Boom. God became flesh. Fully human. And everything has changed for all of time because the word became flesh. Mm-hmm. Think about that. The word became flesh. Like, God became man. Like, mm-hmm. life has radically changed on this planet forever. Mm-hmm. Like, in the universe, radically has changed. Yeah. If you look at all the natures, there's a lot of prophecies that point out the nature is fulfilled through Christ and his arrival. Right? right. North Star, the different things were happening in that time. They all lead up, building this climax of Jesus being born. And God stepping into our time to intervene and to save us. Right. And that's why, I, you know, I love St. Paul. Because St. Paul, basically all of his letters are, God became flesh. Yeah. What do we do now? Yeah. Like, How, what is this mystery? Why are we not living as if we know that we're saved? That we should be happy. 
Yeah. That our life is now, we're no longer slaves to sins. Christ has already died for us. He's coming to the world to help save us from that. Right. And then, like, okay, now I have to act differently. Now I have to do some things that are different. So... So our encouragement for you is to continue to dive deeper into your prayer. If it's still hard, continue to look back at our other podcasts and how, what ways you can deepen your relationship with Jesus and in your conversation with Jesus because he longs to get to know you and to love you. Uh, and the more that you give of yourself, the more great.